and I will always love you. Oh, oh who's this? Hello? Yeah? Yeah, it's Bill. What? Yeah, where are you, mate? Where are you? Yeah, no, I'm here. Where are you? What? Light Mountain? Oh, for fuck's sake, you twat. You're in the wrong place. It's Death Mountain. If anyone wants to torture themselves, come join us on Bill's Zelda 2 podcast and bring back the nostalgia of tearing your hair out over an NES game that loves to troll the shit out of you. I am Jay, and unlike my fellow hosts in this podcast, this is my podcasting debut. This is Logothor. This is William. Eric Slater here from Epic Fails of History and Too Young for this trek. Hello everyone, this is Scott from the RPG After Years podcast, and also on Twitch at the underscore Scott underscore spot. This is Troidal Power from the Power Playthroughs podcast. Hi. This is Bill from Bill's JRPG Adventures and Other Trappings Podcast. Hey folks, I'm Brett from Skeleton House, and we're all here talking about Death Mountain! Inspired by the first few episodes, I too have been playing Zelda II The Adventures of Link, and today I'll be talking about the journey to and through Death Mountain. Today I'm here to talk to you about our third section of this Zelda uh, project Bill's working on, and that is the uh, Death Mountain area. Uh, today I played through the Death Mountain area of uh, Legend of Zelda 2, Adventure of Link, or Link's Adventure. I still don't know what this game is called. And this is the Legend of Zelda 2, the Adventure of Link. Death Mountain! And today we're talking about... Wait, Death Mountain's up next? Yes, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of whatever the hell this Zelda 2 project is. <laughs> and yes, yes, we are particularly covering today the lovely, slumptuous Death Mountain. Now, Bill, I hear you ask, why are you covering Death Mountain? This is just a part of the overworld. Yes, Kai, Kai, I understand. I get you, mate. I get you. Calm down. Calm down. Now, I know there are those of you out there who are pretty good at games from the NES era. Now, I had an NES growing up, and then some games I'm not bad at, other games I'm terrible at. But some people seem to be better at Zelda 2 than others, and they didn't have much of a problem with Death Mountain, they just thought this is another section of the overworld that you can just blast through. But no, that's not always the case, and generally the feedback that I always heard about Zelda 2, which kind of put me off from playing it for a long time, was once you get to Death Mountain, there's a difficulty spike. And that's where a lot of people's games of Zelda 2 ended. And that's why I wanted to do a special episode dedicated to the hellhole of Death Mountain. Uh, so for Death Mountain, we actually made a mistake. Uh, my brother and I both did the Death Mountain section 
uh, last week before Palace 2, um, we found some of the non-linearity in the game and uh, apparently really went for it. Uh, we got the hammer, the magic container, we've already talked to Bagu and extended the bridge. Wow, we, we did a bunch of stuff, didn't we? Yeah. We messed up a bit, but we were able to get through Death Mountain. And during that whole segment uh, up to Palace 2, I stayed, since our little mod lets us keep experience, I stayed at 3 sword, 3 health, um, 1 magic. And now I'm going to let myself level up next time we play. Gotta keep that difficulty curve difficult, because otherwise the end game will really, really dogpile you. So for those that are following the storyline, they may remember that the last time where we left off, basically I had more or less sworn off the game and given up. I said I might try and go back and grind or something. After talking to Bill and some of the others, I realized, okay, I'll give it one more shot. And so um, I spent one stream session finding a good grind spot, had some people on stream helping me out. And then uh, I woke up one Saturday morning and laid in bed with my Switch and grinded all of my stats up to level six and the reason i didn't go all the way to level eight is because i knew that once every time you finish a palace it gives you enough experience to go ahead and level up to the next level and then so i was like oh okay well then uh that would be a waste to get all that experience and hope surely level six will be enough spoiler alert it wasn't hey remember how positive and optimistic i've been about zelda 2 so far i i've been having a great time with it and that all ends here because this section is fucking terrible. I did not do any grinding. Um, I don't know how much grinding people normally do in the overworld, but uh, with with the mod that lets you keep experience when you die, uh, no grinding resulted as a result uh, because just naturally killing stuff and occasionally dying and killing stuff again was enough experience. Uh, it never felt like a grind to me. Other than, because like you only go back half a room at a time or whatever when you get set back. First job, people. We've got to get to Death Mountain. So how do we do that? We visit the town of Saria, where we should be able to cross a bridge to get to the other side. Uh, there is a sleeping slime in one of the houses, but sadly the man who wants to let you across the bridge won't let you. And the bridge is closed. And yes, you can die if you walk off the edge. Dying in townspeople, this is not a good game mechanic. We start out after just completing the Swamp Palace, and I know I need to get across the bridge in Saria Town to move forward, and I have no idea how to do this. Only town folk may cross this river. But how do I become a town folk? First of all, to actually make it to Death Mountain, you have to make the bridge guard in Saria Town open the bridge for you, and surely the guard gives you some sort of hint telling you what you need to do to get past him, right? Well, no, he, he doesn't. The bridge keeper says only town folk may cross this river. So he tells you, you can only cross the bridge if you are a village person. <laughs> so, so you have to perform the YMCA. Alright, if that's not the case, then someone in town's gonna point you in the right direction to, to solve this puzzle. Wrong again. Nine-year-old me beat this game after getting it for Christmas of 1988. 
So there must be a clue to this puzzle that I'm missing somewhere. Or maybe there was a guide in, in Nintendo Power. Either way, this is the first time I find myself needing to check a guide on this playthrough. So I won't talk about me doing that and then finishing the second palace, because that's not what this episode is about. This episode is about Death Mountain. So, after grinding, and by the way, in case anyone was curious, I did that by killing the anti-fairies in the Palace 2 over and over. They get 50 experience each time you defeat one, and they're pretty easy to kill, and they respawn quickly. So, that was how I did that. But after Palace 2, um, went back, you know, made my way, way back to uh, Saria, and I stupidly crossed that northern bridge instead of the eastern bridge once again. So the first thing in this section was that I had to get across a bridge in Saria Town, which required finding Bagu in the forest. Um, I had no idea what to do here. I didn't know how to convince the residents of Saria Town to let me through. Uh, so I asked the Discord, and um, I was given advice to go to the northwest of town uh, into the forest by Eric, who then said the marshes. So I went to the marshes northwest of town. And that was wrong. It was northeast of town, in the forest that I needed to go. Thanks, Eric. I did grind out a level while I was wandering in the marshes, so I guess that's something. Aha. There is a tile in the forest south of the Swamp Palace, where Bagu lives, and he gives you a note to take to the bridgekeeper. One random tile in a forest I would have no reason to walk through has its next to a perfectly good road connecting the local points of interest. If not for game FAQ, I would have likely never gotten past this point. To get past the bridge and into Death Mountain, you have to wander the woods north of Saria Town until you hit a tile where a guy named Bagu is. And eventually met Bagu, who I've learned his name is supposed to be Bug, and apparently there's like a whole thing where like, you know, I am error, him and Bug, it's error and Bug, it's supposed to be, you know, like a joke kinda, that just didn't make it through translation effectively. What you actually have to do is you have to leave town and go across that hellhole bridge or take the one to the west which is slightly easier um, but then you have further to walk and you've got to explore the forest area above it and one of the tiles randomly has a house and in that house is Bagu. I seriously spent like 30 minutes wandering aimlessly around the map trying to figure out where to go next. So, apparently I have to go find this guy named Bagu, who randomly lives in the middle of the woods, like some Tom Bombadil wannabe. That's Bagu, not Ragu, okay? He's not an Italian source. But surely they put this tile in the path between Saria Town and the Second Palace, so you have a chance to run into it and find it naturally. No, of course not, dummy. It's just off to the fucking side somewhere. Meeting Bagu was fun. Uh, we looked it up. We had to um, look up in a guide exactly which square because we like we knew he's in this forest here somewhere. We kept looking around and we kept bumping into random encounters. So William just got out his phone, looked it up, and was like, oh, that square. So we met Bagu. We extended the bridge. So anyway, you bump into this loser and he's like, hey, tell the guard to let you through. So you go back to town and tell the guard to let you through. And he's like, yeah, okay. So you have to give Bagu a hand job. I mean, um, you have to tell him politely you want to cross the river and he'll say, hey, I'm your mate. Here's a letter of writ so you can cross. And also, I'm calling him Bagu. This is bug people. This is errors, mate. You know, this is this is his tango to his cash. 
This is <laughs> Error and Bug, the terrible programming joke that nobody ever got in this game. Once I knew which area to go to, I tried to do things legitimately. I'm not above using strategy guides, but I was trying to do this the right way, so I just walked left and then right and then left and then right through the entire forest, and I swear I touched every single spot in that forest and somehow couldn't find Bagu's house. So I looked it up, found exactly where to go, and poof, I'm in Bagu's house. I don't know why I couldn't find it when I was being methodical, but somehow I missed it. So there's just this tiny Link statue in the middle of the swamp. Should I pick it up? Oh good, it's just an extra life in the middle of the swamp, not a trap. You know, you go through there, you get him to open a bridge and all that. You cross it, yada yada, not a whole lot to talk about there. And then you eventually get to Death Mountain. And it's interesting because I think Death Mountain is like the only section of this game that got its own little um, entry in the walkthrough that Bill was having us all follow. So you go back to Saria, you give your um, your slightly stained writ of passage to the man, and he goes, ah, you know Bagu, do you? Yeah, I can see it all over your face. And then he lets you cross the river, and the little bridge appears in front of you, and you get to cross over it. And then you get to enter the wonderful Death Mountain. So there's two things I always specifically think about when I go back to playing NES-era games that I don't think they handle particularly well. The first of which is esoteric puzzle solutions that might get like a single poorly translated hint as to what the hell you're supposed to do, like tracking down our pal Bagu in the woods north of Town. And the second thing is the need for every single game in this era to have a maze section thrown in. Now guess where we are, listeners? We're in a big-ass maze. Across the bridge now, and on to Death Mountain. So now we have all that garbage behind you, and now in front of you lies an even larger pile of garbage. A, a mountain of garbage, you might say. Uh, and then I go back to that stuck-up bridge troll guy, and name-drop Bagu for him to let me cross. He's all like, you know Bagu? Okay, you're cool. Then, I spent the next few hours wandering aimlessly around the maze known as Death, Death Mountain. I can, I can hear it now. Some people are going to go, Oh, this section's so short and so easy. Why did we even make an episode out of this one? I'm going to let you in on a little secret, listeners. These people are not playing the game by themselves. They called up, they, they took out their cell phone, and they dialed, they dialed their two best friends, Brady Games and Prima Guides, and they're just inserting this knowledge into their brains and piloting it with the instructions given. Hey Brett, you sure sound salty, and it's purely your own doing due to you having too much of an ego to look up some help, isn't it? Okay, yeah, you, you got me there. I'm not gonna lie, I get lost in my hometown, even with Google Maps, so for me, Death Mountain was kind of a challenge. 
Now, I think I remember struggling with this section of the game as a kid. You know, I know you can take the wrong turn and not hit a dead end until a couple of caves later. I seriously got lost in the maze for like three hours, just grinding and getting more and more irritated. So basically what Death Mountain is, um, it's laid out very strangely. Like you just have to go through a bunch of tunnels back and forth. And if you don't know the correct way to start with, you could end up going through all these tunnels and slowly draining your health over time and just getting fucked over. Luckily I was following a guide, so I made it through. I went through the exact right tunnels. I didn't really, I mean, it was still fucking hard, as this game always is at all times, but I didn't have too many troubles. So you go through the first little cave section, and, you know, it's not too bad, a few little enemies, not, nothing, too, nothing too savage, and then you come out, and you're standing in the overworld again, on this little speck of sand, with a little bit of water in front of you, and there's the cave that you just come out of behind you, and a cave left, and a cave right. Ah, oh, fuck, this is going to be a maze, isn't it? Shit. The crappy thing is that you have no idea where to go, and almost every enemy you run into is hard as shit. Somehow meeting Bagu means that they'll let me across the bridge in Saria Town. I don't quite understand it, but whatever. Get across the bridge, and immediately you hop into Death Mountain, which is just this interconnected series of caves where you go through a cave, and you fight your way through it. Sometimes there's elevators to other levels, and then you pop out the cave through one of its exits, and you're in a different part of the mountain, and you pop into another cave, and you go around. Um, this is clearly a maze. I, again, try to do things legitimately by... Uh, uh, keeping my left hand on the left wall, but it turns out it's hard to keep track of that when you're going between a top-down perspective on the world map and then a side view in the caves themselves. So I went through the entire cave system somehow and ended up back at the front without finding my way through Death Mountain. Amazing. No. <laughs> so I did what I always do when I go to a maze. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a big maze freak. I don't just go out to mazes every weekend to see what it's like. <laughs> uh, I could do, but no, that's just not for me. But when I have been in mazes, I've always thought to myself, I'm going to hold out my left hand, and I'm going to go left. I'm just going to hug the left wall, unless, there's, unless I can only go right, you know? And then just hug the left wall, and no matter what, that will always eventually lead me out of a maze. You know, it seems like a good idea. But... So I've pictured myself sitting there in link shoes, looking forward, and I think, okay, I'm going to take the left, which is actually my right looking at the screen. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, said my brain works. So I went right. The sections of Death Mountain, again, Bill, you act like this is the hardest thing in the world, but Death Mountain is just not that hard. Um, so I don't, I don't understand where you have this trepidation in the way you describe it. So I ended up doing a big huge loop of Death Mountain before eventually finding my way out the proper exit to the south. Um, I, yeah, there was a lift. Who puts lift in a dungeon, man, honestly? But yeah, there was a lift and I took it and it took me the wrong direction. Bugger. Um, I did end up south of Death Mountain where apparently the area there is supposed to be a representation of the area that Link was in in Zelda 1. But I didn't really see... Uh, I mean, I saw the resemblance, but at the same time, A, it's such like a, a macro version of it that you couldn't... I could see like you wouldn't really even be able to tell unless somebody told you. 
And on top of that, you got all these like crazy enemies coming after you at all times, so you can't even really enjoy it or take it in. Um, so you just like always, you have to keep moving in this game. Even on the world map, if you stand still, enemies can find you. They will find you, and they will kill you with their very particular set of skills. In the end, my attempt to be methodical uh, to find my way through the caves was as ineffective as my attempt to be methodical at finding Bagu, and so I did have to look up a guide on how to get through the Death Mountain cave system. Um, I'm not too ashamed of it. So yeah, cave after cave after cave I went, slowly looping my way south, then to the west, then to the east, then back north, then west again, then south, and then finally getting out into the area where I needed to be, which is actually the example I'm, this is, this is the, actually the reincarnation of the map from Zelda 1. And yeah, when you see a map of Zelda 1 with this little section of Zelda 2's map, and you think to yourself, yeah, that looks like the map from Zelda 1. When you look at it from yourself, you just think like, what, did you have some like leftover memory that you have to fill up? Like, what is this? Why is this here? There's nothing here. Well, in an unbelievable stroke of luck, I make it through Death Mountain on my first try, but by the skin of my teeth. Each encounter with those X swinging alligators takes a toll on my health, I only make one wrong turn in a cave with an elevator, but recover quickly and get back on track. I swear to God, these axe holes are the worst. So it was an extremely frustrating experience getting lost going around Death Mountain, because there are some rather, rather wonderful enemies down here, shall we say. Um, so let's talk about them, shall we? There is a guy who looks like a dog thing with a hammer. Now, up close, he's actually a rhino sort of thing. He's got this weird little horn on the top of his things. And uh, not a hammer. He's throwing axes at you. And you can't block these axes with your shield. So they knock you backwards. So you're trying to jump to get inside him, to hit him over the head with your sword and kill him. And he's hitting you backwards with the axes. And there's just no give and take. And you've got to get in there. And just, yeah, yeah, these, these bastards. I hate these bastards more than the fuck nuts, to be honest with you. They are way more annoying. Like, I've kind of got the dark nuts down, but yeah, these guys are just arseholes. And they're called Daria, apparently, which is a great name for an enemy. But, you know, it doesn't look a lot like the Daria I remember from my childhood. The enemies here are particularly tough, as we don't have downward strike yet, and the red axe swinging alligators are pretty tough to beat without it. And there are lava pits you can fall into, and flying fish skulls that will knock you into them. The axe guys in there suck to fight. The knockback on them is exactly enough so that you can't get a hit in after you get bounced back, and they are just constantly attacking. Oh, and then there's the kangaroo guys. Oh my god, every time you come up against one of these, and they're throwing their boomerangs, and you have to try and jump over one and then duck under the other, and then you got to turn around to knock it down with your shield as it comes back, all the while trying to turn around and hit the other guy in the face. Ah, oh, these guys are just assholes, man. They can just rot in hell. The actual caves you go through, I mean, they're they're okay. They've got enemies in them. Um, it wasn't too bad. I, I did end up using the rewind feature on the Nintendo Switch Online app here just a little bit uh, because I was, like, very close to leveling up and very low on health, and I was like, I don't want to lose all this experience. So I did I did scum it a little bit. Um, but overall, the, the encounters within the caves weren't too bad, except for the red dudes who throw axes. Those guys can get bent. They suck. And then even worse... Even worse than the hammer enemies, and even worse than the kangaroos and their stupid boomerangs, are the levels where there are pits of lava 
deaf and the stupid achy bats that come down from the sky tap you very lightly in your gigantic hitbox and off you go flying into a pit of larvary hell. Ah, oh my god, they are the worst. The worst. Three hours later and yes, I got the hammer. It's hammer time. I reach the hole with the magic hammer on my final life. I make it to the magic hammer, out of magic and low on health, and I die before making it back out of the cave. I'm back in front of sleeping Zelda, but I now have the hammer, which at this point in the game is effectively fast travel. So I, I sped through there, made it through Death Mountain, and then I think in the next town you get a, uh, a hammer. I think it's in a town. Or do you find it in a cave? I'm not sure. What I do remember is that you can use this hammer to like break these rocks on the world map. And so you can go in this cave and get a magic container doing that. There wasn't like a whole lot you could do, but I do remember kind of struggling for a minute looking for the right um, rock to break that lets you like sort of leave the Death Mountain area. The little section after the maze where you wander into the mini palace to get the hammer was fine. But finally, you make your way through a cave, and there's another asshole, fucking guy throwing axes at you, that you have to take out, and then finally you can pick up your hammer. The hammer of glory. And yes, you get to come out of the cave, smash the rock, fall down into a huge pit, and get another get another magic up. Oh yeah, baby. My my link's getting a little bit stronger, a little bit longer every day. Oh yes. Um, getting the hammer was fine. Uh, when you get the hammer, the square that it's on turns into a desert tile in the middle of a bunch of path tiles. So the first time that this happened, or rather the only time that this happened, uh, after I got the hammer and it put me back on the world map, I was standing in an encounter square. So it triggered encounters and then bumped in, it bumped the encounters into me. And I just felt annoyed that this happened. After the game transitions, it should transition that tile to a path tile instead. It would have been far better. This is where I got my second game over, and I lost 1,800 experience points, and I had to walk all the goddamn way back from Zelda's sleeping chambers, because remember, for some reason I gotta prove that I am good at video games, as if that'll have some sort of positive impact on my life and the well-being of my mind, instead of it just forcing me to do menial tasks that eat away at the time that I remain on this earth, and that could easily be solved by downloading a 10 kilobyte patch and slapping it onto my ROM file. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, the little mini hammer palace is fine, and you get a magic upgrade at the end of that, so that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Now I know that boulder next to the hole with the magic hammer hides something. It doesn't make sense to have a boulder you can destroy there, it doesn't hide a cave or something like that with, with a prize. Before I go back there, I know there are several other caves blocked by boulders to check out, and I end up picking up a heart container and a bottle of water um, that seems to be a key item maybe for a quest I haven't picked up yet. The crappy thing is that whenever you die, you go back to the beginning and you have to backtrack. You have to fight your way back to where you were. The nice thing, though, is that I'm so OP at this point that the early enemies aren't even a problem anymore. It, Which, once again, is very Dark Souls. You can just run past certain enemies and, yeah, once you once you figure out what you're doing. 
but yeah, um, so overall I was really confused about why there was why there was so much consternation about Death Mountain. I guess it's because I was overleveled, um, but yeah, it was it was kind of a breeze. However, I think Death Mountain really lulled me into a false sense of security, um, just because. Not that it was easy, but like coming up here is the third palace, which I've already played through, but that's for next episode. And boy, what an episode that'll be. I then break the boulder on the way to Mido Town and pick up in there, I pick up the downward thrust, so I should now have an easier time renavigating Death Mountain. And I also pick up the fairy spell. It turns out this was the fetch quest that the bottle of water was the key for. Oh, and I do love how the bottom of the map is supposed to be where the first game took place. It's a nice little easter egg. But finally, there I was, standing in the high rule from Zelda 1, thinking to myself, Link was 10 when he saved Princess Zelda, and he must have had to have crossed through Death Mountain. Like, he's already done this journey. Was this was this place as hellish as, the, as it was the first time around? Or is this something that Ganon's forces have brought upon the world, making Death Mountain even worse? I mean, what was it? There's all lifts and elevators. Was this like a mining facility where they mined copper ore or something and it was just all left behind? Like, what was this place? What were these lifts? I can only imagine, and this is, you know, conspiracy theory. These lifts are the leftover lifts from the shrines in Breath of the Wild. Yeah? Yeah? You hear me, people? It's the only thing they can be. Yeah, it's the only thing they can be. Magic Container was also fun. I liked the the bit where you sort of fall down, and it does the little animation that you're like going downward and stuff. That that was that was fun. On the other side of the caves, you exit into what is supposed to be the map from the original Legend of Zelda, just like zoomed way out. Um, that's kind of neat. I don't think I would have noticed unless I had heard that that was the case, but it's kind of a neat idea. I like that uh, that Link apparently has already ventured through Death Mountain once to get from that original map to where he was at the start of this game, although it does make me feel like the game should have like given us a hint on how to get through Death Mountain, because apparently the character has already adventured through there, so that's a little weird. I then end up stumbling on a cave near Mido that brings me to the east coast of Death Mountain and a straight path back to that boulder. Underneath that boulder I find a magic container. Next I find myself at the harbor town of Mido, uh, where someone says, no one is here but a church bell will ring. Okay, pretty cryptic. Someone else says, ask error of Rudo about the palace. Hmm. You then leave Death Mountain and cross a bridge, which is pretty fun because there's a bunch of the stronger enemies on it and you're not hurting for health or mana at that point. And then with the newly acquired hammer, you smash a rock that leads back to the first section of the game. Uh, obligatory Dark Souls shortcut comparison. The exit to Death Mountain and Sweet Sweet Freedom. Again, I don't know what you're talking about, Bill. The entirety of Death Mountain was like an accidental footnote in my experience of the game. When I got out the other side of the caves, I did go looking for a town, and I ended up finding the town of Mido, I want to say, which was way up the coast and to the northwest. And then I was like, all right, that's a good place to stop. And then I went and looked at um, what 
the strategy guide recommended doing after getting out the cave. And it turns out there was a hammer, like right outside the exit to the cave that I had missed. So I had to go back and get the hammer. That sucked. So you're free at this point with your with your hammer and your magic pot in hand, and you can you can explore the world of Hyrule One if you want. But to be honest with you, it'll take you all of 30 seconds to walk around the whole thing, and then you've got to take the cave directly to the west to get out. Nice long walk up the beach to another cave where you finally find the exit of Death Mountain, and what's beyond Death Mountain? Something even more hellish. Palace. Free. And then you head towards Nido Town to continue the journey and hopefully not have to play through anything this terrible again. And we are now on our way to Palace Number Three. Some closing thoughts. Fuck this section. Death Mountain sucks. That's that's all I got. I'm excited for Palace 3, if only to get this fucking mountain further behind me. Thank you for joining us on this journey, listeners. See you all next time. Error says, South of King's Tomb in Mido is a tunnel. Hmm. I can't believe I'm already done with my commentary here, but that's really it. You know, follow me on Twitch and follow RPG After Years podcast. I guess that's it for this time. I'm Scott. Thanks again. Catch you guys next time for Palace 3. Yeah, that's it this week, guys. Short and sweet. Um, Like I said before, uh, I just heard so many horrific things about Death Mountain. And to to what I'm going to say to all those people who gave up playing the game during Death Mountain was that you guys did the right thing because you have no idea what hellish torment awaits you in Palace Free. Quit now. Quit now and forever. Forever be in peace. <laughs> it's gonna scar you for life. <sighs> next time, people, next time Impertel sends you on a journey to save the world, to save yourself, don't listen to her. She's evil. Impa is the real bad guy here, man. Don't go to Palace Free. It's... it's hell!